a new Camacho and new Padron family reserve. The U.S. Senate changes dress code. Slovenly is now acceptable. And state of cigar retail. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by Davidoff of Geneva and their Camacho portfolio of cigars, including the Camacho Triple Maduro. With a four-country blend of all Maduro tobaccos, Camacho Triple Maduro delivers an explosion of bold, earthy flavors, including cedar, pepper, and subtle sweetness. The Camacho Triple Maduro, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. And by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the new Gurkha Pure Evil. Blended for cigar connoisseurs able to handle a full-flavored cigar loaded with strength, power, and richness. Don't let the name fool you. Gurkha Pure Evil is pure cigar pleasure. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. This is the Cigar Dave Show with the General. I am surrounded by the fantastic aroma of great cigars, and the reason is we have moved the Ford Theater of Operations, Command Center Alpha, to the Corona Cigar Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. And once again, our great host, the host with the most, that would be Tommy Diadio, Tommy D., the Senior Vice President of not only Liquor Procurement, but now of the... Tampa and New Sarasota store and lounges. And uh, Tommy, I understand that you actually are being transported. You got one of those Star Trek uh, type transporters now, <laughs> so that you can, uh, you know, go from one lounge to the other in just a matter of yeah. half a second. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty is exactly right. All right. Well, long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. It is your global five-star general, alpha male and chief cigar, Dave, the general front and center. And, Tommy, I am sure you are very well aware that there are several new cigars that have been launched, including one from Camacho and one from Padron. First up, the Camacho is spotlighting Honduran Broadleaf that just debuted. It is now called the Camacho Broadleaf, appropriately. Yeah. Have you received it yet? Yes. Excellent. It features a Honduran broadleaf wrapper, Honduran binder, and filler that uses both Honduran and Dominican tobaccos. The Camacho broadleaf is medium intensity, and the Camacho folks told me, they said, General, it is rugged and apologetically, unapologetically full-flavored. So there's a lot of flavor on it. They said there's dark chocolate, there's espresso, there's some sweetness, there's some spice, wonderful aroma. And the master blenders in Honduras have worked hard on this particular cigar. Three different sizes, the Camacho Broadleaf Robusto, which retails for $9.25, the Camacho Broadleaf Toro, which retails for $9.75, and the Camacho Broadleaf Gordo, a magnum 6x60, 1050 and Tommy what are you seeing on those particular cigars have they started to move yeah we, we push people towards it I mean it's it's pretty full flavor but it's well balanced 
It's what? It's well-balanced. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing I would say about Camacho is that they are known now for their bold flavors. Yeah. But everything, there's, there's nothing harsh about any no. of those cigars. Uh, you know, the Camacho Connecticut, which is a nice mild, mild medium, even though it tends to be on the tame side, again, very flavorful, yeah. nice complexity. Whereas if you go to this new Broadleaf, you're going to get much more power. Oh, yeah. But again, they do a nice job of blending it. And the line is produced at Diadema Cigar de Honduras. It launched on September 7th, so it is now available not only in the United States, but as of four days ago, it is available in Germany and Switzerland. So the Camacho Broadleaf, be on the look. And I'll tell you what, Tommy, the Camacho line, when Davidoff really... I would say not only rebuilt the line, but rebranded it, repackaged it. It's got to be, what, about seven, eight years ago now? Yeah, they've probably, done long, a, probably longer. Maybe longer. Yeah, because 15 done, when we came here, probably 2013. Yeah, they've done probably a great... Oh, I don't now. think... It, maybe it is 10 years, yeah. but they've done a phenomenal job. And the proof is in the pudding. Now you have other manufacturers that have subtly tried to copy the, the way they do the band, the yeah. vertical band. Oh, yeah. So uh, what do they say? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. So it is uh, indeed available. Now, one of my favorite cigars, I don't have to tell you this, Tommy, you know this, Padron. Yeah. And you can't keep enough of Padron no, in stock. They do an excellent job. They really do. Everything Padron touches turns to gold. The blends that they make, the, the way they age these cigar tobaccos, they just do a phenomenal job. And, you know, I always tell people the Padron regular line, their core line, is a hidden gem. Yeah. It starts, I think, what, between like 4 bucks and maybe 10 bucks now? Yeah, it's more than that now. Is it now? <clears throat> Inflation. Thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> FJB. Hashtag FJB. That's right. Uh, but I will tell you that I remember when I first went down to see George Padron and the late Jose O. Padron and Orlando Padron, and we're all sitting around, and... You know, we're talking about the 1964 and the 1926 series, and in Spanish, the late great Jose Padron says something to George, and George translates, and he says, my father wants to make sure you never forget about our core line. That was where we all began, and we still sell more of those cigars than any yeah. other line. So it really is amazing. You know, some of the, I think the, the super premium sticks from Padron get all the attention, but their Padron Core Series, yeah. it's phenomenal. Can't go wrong. Yeah, 6, I think it's nice, medium-bodied, very pleasant. Can't go wrong. I think their number one lines are 3,000, 6,000, 7,000. Yeah, it comes in like 15 different sizes, yeah. if not more. So it's really, uh, it's incredible. Well, the Padron Family Reserve now has a new edition. The Padron Family Reserve number 96 Maduro. It is a five and three quarter inch cigar by 52 ring gauge or 52 64 7 inch, a Robusto Extra. It is named for what would have been the 96th birthday of Jose Orlando Padron. Jose O. Padron. And they continue the naming convention that really has become synonymous with the line. Every time they would launch something, for example, the Padron Family Reserve 45 or the 50 yeah. would commemorate the anniversary. Now they have the 96. And it is uh, comes in both a Maduro and a Natural. It is a, uh, you know, Toro Extra, as we call it. Five and three, or Robusto Extra. Five and three quarters by 52. 29.50 suggested retail comes in a Natural Wrapper and the Maduro. Love them both, but the Maduro is always my favorite. You know it they made one for us, right? Puro. What's that? You know they made a cigar for us. I do know that. Yes. Yes. What was that? Re refresh my memory. It was uh, 64 inside with uh, the Masa wrapper on it. 
Right, the Yamasada, that's a nice Connecticut. Yes. And when they launched that, that was the first ever yeah. Connecticut wrapped yeah. cigar that they launched. Yeah. And uh, people didn't, and also, people were, were thrown off because when they looked at the Yamasa, it was round. They yeah. figured any of the new lines would all be square pressed or box pressed. Very pleasant, medium bodied, a lot of flavor, but not overpowering. And it's doing very well. They, they reblended that and put a, that's a now a Nicaraguan Connecticut on their wrap. Yamasa? Yeah. Really? I did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I knew they were going to change it, but I didn't realize they had changed yeah. it already. Yeah. Everybody's going away from Connecticut because the crops have been so bad. That's everywhere else, yeah. Connecticut wrapper now in Nicaragua. It's, look, you, I think you can never beat Connecticut for that sweetness. No. But when you look at Price. all the experimentation that have yeah. been done, when you look at Ecuador, it's got a different flavor complexion. Yeah, a little Still spicier. A little spicier. Ecuador uh, or, or uh, Nicaragua, Honduras. Very different complexions, yeah. and they're experimenting in the Dominican Republic with it as well. Yes. So every country, because of the soil, because of the, the, the climate, is going to add something a little bit different We're to it. We're pricing ourselves out of it. That's why everybody's leaving Connecticut. Well, it is. It, it's very. Listen, yeah. labor is yeah. very expensive. Yeah. Uh, everything's done under tarpaulin cloths, whereas in Ecuador they don't have to yeah. do that because tax, they have tax, a natural tax. cloudy, cloudy and day. Tax, tax, tax. And ta right, tax, tax, tax. <laughs> Although I believe that Connecticut is very favorable towards. Yeah the tobacco industry and the farm the agriculture yeah. industry because it goes back so many years yeah. so interesting so the family reserve number 96 have you received it yet tommy yep how's it doing sold out we just got another padrone order in at the warehouse we'll get it back gee i'm shocked sold out comes in yeah people try it they can't and it's yeah. not a cheap cigar no, and but as i say it's a great yeah. look i always say this that for 29.50 let's call it 30 dollars yeah. People are willing to pay it if they feel they're getting a great value Correct. and an excellent cigar. Yeah. And the one thing about Padron, they have never, ever succumbed to the temptation to produce more and reduce the no. quality. During the cigar renaissance, the cigar boom, they could have, they could have filled quadruple the orders, yeah. quintuple the orders. And I remember George saying, we're not going to do that. No. We, we don't report to Wall Street. We're not publicly traded. We're a family-owned company. We're not going to, do, to ruin our reputation. It's not worth it to us. And they, I would be there, and calls were coming in left and right, and George and Orlando would have to say, I'm sorry, we don't have any more product. Yeah. And for many years, they weren't opening any new retailers. Yeah. Same thing with uh, COVID. They didn't mass produce. They didn't put stuff out that was younger. They right. just, it, you had to wait. They said, this is how our cigars go, and we're not going to sacrifice quality. Nope. And they never did, so I have to give them credit. So the new Padron Family Reserve number 96 Maduro. Tommy, will you do me a favor? Normally, George sends me a few. You yeah. must have forgotten, but do me a favor. Save me one because yeah. I'm going to smoke one and uh, enjoy that cigar. All right, Tommy, let's talk about the travesty that is going on in the U.S. Senate. John Fetterman, <laughs> the Marxocrat from Pennsylvania, the U.S. Senator who has had numerous health issues. And look, I don't wish anybody ill. He's had numerous health issues by his own admission. He had AFib. He never took the doctors seriously, never stayed on the medications. And one of the side effects, one of the, the, the dangers of being in AFib, a, a, a atrial fibrillation, a heart rhythm, is stroke. Because the way that the blood goes to the chambers and so on, and he suffered a very bad stroke right before the election, probably maybe five months before the election. Really didn't campaign very hard, and the effects are still felt today. Well, you know him by the fact that he wears these, these, these gym shorts, 
He wears, you know, like a either a T-shirt or he just looks so slovenly with sneakers. And you see him going around on the Senate uh, on the Capitol grounds, uh, and it's just it's just a very slov. Thank you. Just a very slovenly look. Tommy, was I just handed that Padrone? 96. Now, how did, wait a minute. You told me you were sold I out. I thought we were. For us. For, you for had us. a few left? Yeah. We got my favorite Maduro. I got you the Maduro. All right. I can't wait to get a hold of that. Thank you, Tommy. But going back to John Fetterman, the senator from Pennsylvania, he looks slovenly. I'm sorry. There have been other senators that have had health issues, that have suffered strokes, that have, that have you know, made a recovery, that came back to fulfill their Senate duties, and they all wore a suit and tie or a sport coat mm-hmm. and tie. Now, I get it if someone says, look, I don't really want to have to wear a tie when I'm in my offices or walking around the grounds. That's fine. But I think it's a problem when you're on the Senate chamber floor. The least you can do is wear a coat and tie. Yep. I would never go to the Oval Office. if, When President Trump comes back on January 20th, 2025, and he says, General, I'd like you to come to the Oval Office. Do you think I would go with an open shirt or even just a sport coat with an open shirt? Never. No Bill shirt? No Bill shirt. <laughs> I would have my Buffalo Bills cufflinks. <laughs> However, I would wear a suit and tie. That is appropriate. It is respectful of the office. It's respectful of the person. It's respectful of the position. The Senate now has changed. Schmuck Schumer... Mark Socrat from the crumbling empire state of New York said that there will no longer be a sport coat and tie dress code on the Senate floor. However, if you are a guest coming in to the visitor's gallery, you still must wear a suit and tie for men, an appropriate attire dress or a suit for women. But yet he's making an exception for one senator who doesn't want to get dressed up and respect the institution, respect the office, and respect the people that he represents. It is a slovenly look, and it is unacceptable to yep. me. Tommy, what say you? I, I'm just shocked. Nobody's even saying anything about it. Nothing. Well, they, they started. It, it's, it was announced, uh, I think it was yesterday uh, or the day before, and it's starting to make the rounds, and a number of people are saying, wait a minute, he can't put on a, a sport coat and tie? Mm-hmm for just to be and look you're not on the chamber eight ten hours you're usually on there to take a vote maybe you're on there a half hour an hour maybe a few hours if there's a big bill being discussed fetterman can't respect the institution enough for a couple hours to put a suit and tie nope i mean can't. even if you got to put a clip on tie so be it but it makes no sense to me whatsoever absolutely no sense tommy it is the slovenliness of America, and we see it in many inst- in, in, you know, instances. Look, I am casual throughout the week. However, if I'm going to appear in court, if I'm going to speak to a group, if I am going to certainly be a guest in the Capitol, it's a suit and tie. When I went to the uh, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention, now the PCA, and we did our, our broad- TV broadcasts, what did I wear, Tommy, suit? except on the last day? Always a suit and tie. Yeah. Last day was always ca- yeah. more casual, but I felt that it is just respectful. And I think we're seeing the slovenliness. And look, I don't have a problem if people say, look, I don't want to wear you know, a tie maybe all day in the office. I wear a sport coat. Okay, fine. But there are certain in- uh, situations where a tie and a suit or a sports jacket with trousers is appropriate. Yeah. It's just to me, to allow this, I, if I were Schumer, I would have said, Senator Fetterman, Understand you've got some health issues, but other 
other senators that have gone through the same thing, there have been five others, have all come back and worn a suit, coat, and tie on the Senate what is, chamber. What does health have to do with wearing? I have no idea. But why is it that they're changing an entire, you know, many, many years of tradition? I mean, look, we no longer, our senators no longer wear wigs and, and, and the outfits yeah. they used to. But nonetheless, I think it is just respectful of the office. President Reagan said when he was interviewed, he never entered the Oval Office without a sport coat. On mm. weekends when he would go work, he would never go in with just a shirt. He always had a sport yeah. coat saying, I respect the office. Yeah. I doubt President Trump ever went in no, with just shirts. A, always sleeves. a suit. Always a suit. And even on weekends, if he worked, yeah. I'm sure he had a sport coat on. So to me, it is, it is not that difficult. But again, I, I, it's, the, it's the slovenliness of America, the sloppiness of America. You see people attend functions. I'll go to weddings or, or other nice functions, and people come in looking like schlumps. <clears throat> Alphas don't do that. Alphas understand they have to look the part. Tommy, you and I are alphas. We know we have to look the part. And for various celebrations, for various functions, business attire is certainly required and should be the norm. Slovenliness for alphas is unacceptable. All right, when we return, we'll conduct the International Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. Tommy, you have just handed me... A brand new, newly released cigar. Give me a hint. Give uh, our, I, I already know what it is. <laughs> Give our audience a hint. Diamante. That is the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary Diamante. Mm-hmm. Edition Diamante. Cannot wait to get to it. The Cigar Dave Show shall continue around the corner. Maduro cigar wrappers are known <laughs> for their unique <laughs> complexity of flavor. That include richness, spiciness, and subtle notes of sweetness. Now, if you take a Maduro wrapper and make an entire cigar of Maduro wrapper and Maduro binder, Maduro filler, what do you get? The Camacho Triple Maduro, a Mexican San Andreas Maduro wrapper, a Mexican Corojo Maduro binder, and then Maduro fillers from Honduras, the Dominican Republic, and Brazil. You get a cigar that is dark, Rich, full-on flavor, medium to full-bodied, with notes of cedar, roasted nuts, some pepper, and a subtle sweetness. The Camacho Triple Maduro, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Tommy, you have handed me an absolutely fantastic-looking cigar. This is a very special cigar to symbolize the anniversary, the founding of the Monte Cristo brand in 1935. It is called the Edition Diamante. This is a beautiful-looking stick. Let's talk a little bit about this cigar. The uh, blend is to commemorate the Monte Cristo brand's 85th anniversary. It is a little bit more of a mellow version of their bold counterparts. The cigar is manufactured at A.J. Fernandez. Now, I don't know why Altadas, which has the world's largest premium cigar making operation 
in the Dominican Republic, why they make it at A.J. Fernandez in Nicaragua. Who knows? Well, maybe I do know. <laughs> but it, it, and certainly A.J. makes great cigars. There's no doubt about it. But this is a very unique cigar. This is a Nicaraguan Puro. It uses three different long filler tobaccos from Esteli, bunched in an Ometepe Criollo binder and finished with a proprietary Nicaraguan hybrid wrapper from Jalapa. Complex, rich, elegant, smooth, medium to full-bodied cigar. Very lush cigar. Notes of cocoa, spices, roasted nuts, oak, cream. Comes in boxes of 10. Very nice looking uh, box. Now it comes in six different sizes. The suggested retail on this particular cigar, Tommy, you said was what? 24.75. And this is the number two, the famous pyramid, six and a half inches in length with a 56 ring gauge. And when we take a look, they have four other, five other sizes. It comes in a Toro, the Icon, which is a Corona-sized cigar, a Robusto, a Grande or Magnum 6x60, and a Churchill 7 by 54, seven inches in length, 54 ring gauge. And again, you're looking in roughly the $25, $27 category for this particular cigar. I like the band. It's got a nice burgundy red background with gold on it. And of course, the Edition Diamante, it's a secondary band underneath. And the Diamante with the diamond looks like a diamond. diamond. So very nice looking stick. Very nice looking construction. AJ makes great cigars, no question about it. And that's the cigar that I will enjoy today on the International Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. And this, you could get a ring gauge of about 120 in this cutter, Tommy. There's This thing is huge. Did you see the April Fool's cigar on the counter over there? I, I did not I see it. 120 ring gauge. Huge. Um, well, this, this would cut it. Yeah. No question about it. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, Tommy, you said, General, you got to try this particular litation device. It is a small little di- uh, litation device. They call it the slit because it's got a little slit where the where the flame comes out. It's a flat flame. Yeah, it's a windproof. Yeah, a very very unique looking thing. Very small, but we'll give that a shot. I mean, it's it looks like a very flat flame. I mean, that's you could call this thing the flat flame. Yeah. That's what I would call it. But it's just a little slit, maybe about. You know what it reminds me of, Tommy? This reminds me of a USB C connector. Like you know when yeah. you charge your phones or your computers, a little USB. That's what this thing looks. Hey, maybe you maybe you put a USB thing in it'll recharge the butane for you <laughs> automatically. Who knows? But in any event, that's what we will use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Okay, here is the cut. Perfect cut as always by the general. All right, let me make a little adjustment here. And now let me toast the foot of this beautiful looking Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary, commemorating the 85th anniversary of Monte Cristo, founded in Cuba. As I take my time, very interesting flame, Tommy. Has a little blue on the bottom and it's got that orange glow. Comes up maybe about an inch. It's kind of weird because it's a very sharp pointed end. So you've got to, you want heat to cause combustion. There's a temptation to stick that little end of the flame in the cigar. We do not want to do that. Taking my time, again, 
This is not a three, four, five, or six butane burner lication device. This is one small little slit. We're taking our time, we're toasting it properly. Outstanding, and now we'll puff and rotate. Mmm. Great draw. Very nice draw. Nice flavor. Right off the bat, Tommy, I would say I'm getting just a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of cedar. Mm. Very nice stick. Nice selection, Tommy. And again, very nice presentation all the way around, any way you look at it. All right, Tommy, are you ready with the li uh, libation? Yeah. All right, stand by. Scotch, bourbon, beer. This is the Bold Alpha Weekly Spirits Tasting on the Cigar Dave Show. Tommy, for our Bold Alpha Spirits Tasting, what have you selected as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month? Well, I went back to Old Forester, and this particular Old Forester has a history. It's called the 1910. And the reason why they call it the 1910, in 1910, they had a fire. And next to Old Forester downtown Louisville is uh, Bluth Trading Company. So right. it's... It, the fire went from Duluth into Old Forester, and there was a firewall that protected the rest of Old Forester from burning down. But some of the barrels got burnt, got caught on fire. Right. They put it out. It gave it an extra char, so they recreated the char for extra toast from the fire. So this is the history of the fire from 1910. Outstanding. And mm -hmm. remember, Old Forester was really the first bottled bourbon. Yeah. Going way back. Well, it's, you know, that's, 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 that's Evan Williams. Is, they both go back and forth. So, All right. We'll say cheers, yep. Tommy. So they try to recreate. This is an extra, an, a super extra charge. All right. Well, on the nose, I'm getting a lot of honey, a lot mm -hmm. of maple. Take a sip here. This is the Old Forster 1910 mm -hmm. Old Fine Whiskey. So this one is... 93 uh, proof. Yep. They have a series of four of these. Wow. That's the extra char. You get all that sweetness. Yeah. Fun. Getting some sweetness, getting that char. A lot of warmth coming yep. down. And afterburner warmth. Because mm -hmm. after you swallow, you get a little bit of that retro warmth. But very nice. Let me take another sip here. So this one in the Prohibition 1920, which mm. nice. are, are the most popular ones out of the four, the 1897 and 1890. Now, next week, actually, I should say next week, but for this coming Saturday show, We'll do our Bourbon Heritage Month celebratory tasting, and we'll taste the Old Forster 1920 mm -hmm. as part of it, along with about five other different uh, bourbons and American whiskeys. So, fantastic. Tommy, excellent selection. When we return, we will continue talking with Tommy Diadio, the ex uh, Senior Executive Vice President of Tobacco Procurement, Tobacco, Spirits Procurement, for the Corona Cigar, uh, cigar Store and Lounges, in Orlando, Cigar City of Tampa, and in Sarasota. Gurkha has long been the king when it comes to opulent, grandly made cigars. And the new Gurkha Pure Evil more than lives up to that legacy. Gurkha originally launched the Pure Evil 15 years ago as a limited edition cigar. They went back to their blend vault. They tweaked the blend to add more flavor, more complexity. The result is a Gurkha Pure Evil that is loaded with flavor, full body, 
Full notes of richness. Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. Don't let the name fool you. The Gurkha Pure Evil is pure cigar pleasure. Gurkha, the world's finest cigars. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. All right, final concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Tommy D., let us talk about the state of cigar retail. Now, I know that you and I had a discussion yesterday talking about the fact that a number of restaurants in the Cigar City of Tampa, and I'm sure this, this is not just locally, I'm sure it is across the country, have experienced a decline uh, in sales the last number of months. Tommy, what have you what have you heard on the restaurant scene? And then I want to translate it to what you're hearing on the cigar retail scene. Well, what I'm seeing is people are buying and going. They're not staying at the bar. And they're also going down what they're drinking, going out west. So we've been seeing a, a lot of that in all our bars. Well, I think you have to take a look at a number of factors. And I think it's hitting everything. I think that inflation certainly has been crazy. The people that during the Wuhan virus pandemic, when they were in lockdowns, they didn't go out, they didn't travel, they didn't spend money like they did, so they had a lot of of available cash sitting in uh, their bank accounts. And here's another thing, Tommy. Many people did not... There was a moratorium on paying your student loans. So I know I've talked to numerous people saying, yeah, you know, uh, it was great. Well, I didn't have to pay my student loans the last two and a half years. I took a trip to Europe. I went here. I went there. I bought this. I bought that. Well, sooner or later, there's a day of reckoning. And the other thing that I don't know if you've heard this, that mortgage default rates now are the lowest in American history. Why? Tommy, would you like to take a guess? Because people were paying their mortgage because they can't afford an apartment. And they're cutting back everywhere else. Bingo. They are doing whatever it takes to make sure that their their <clears throat> mortgages are paid. Rents have gone through the roof. Interest rates, many people are locked in at 2 3% or 2.5%, mm-hmm. 3.5% interest rates. They know if they default, number one, they won't be able to easily find a home. Number two, they won't be able to qualify for a home. And they won't be able to get an apartment that's affordable. Because owning a house, in many instances, is cheaper than renting you know, a much smaller uh, apartment. So consequently, what people are doing is they're doing everything they can. They're, they're cutting out going out to dinner. They're cutting out spirits. They're cutting out luxury items. Instead of uh, going to Starbucks, maybe they're making their own coffee at home. They're doing whatever they can to ensure that their mortgages are paid. Tommy, what are you seeing on the... And I know you talk to many other retailers as well. What are you seeing and hearing in terms of retail sales for cigars the last, say, since June? We're seeing people not going out and our Internet's going back up again. Mail order. Which is means that people are staying at home. Right. Ordering on the Internet, you're getting the free, the free cigars. You're getting free swag and all that. Right. You're getting deep discounts because everybody's going up against each other. And another thing you know, you got to remember in Florida is, Everybody's insurance just went up 40%. Right. Florida's a unique Car insurance, everything. Everything. It's been crazy. And people are getting canceled. The reason why is, even though we didn't get affected by the storm, 
the insurance company did, and everybody's paying. Well, that's one factor, Tommy. The other factor is in Florida, there's been a scam going on between these trial pimps, these attorneys, and some and public adjusters where they're going in to various people just literally knocking on their door saying, you know, I'm looking at your roof, and it looks like you need a new roof, and that's probably because of uh, storm damage or whatever. So what they're doing is they're saying, here, you just consign us. We'll we'll take care of it, and we get 30% of whatever we, you know, we get for you. And so consequently, the insurance companies are getting sued, even though the roof, you all know this, that after 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, wear and tear on the roof, you need to put a new roof. Well, instead of the homeowner saying, yep, I got I to gotta spend whatever it takes on a new roof. Now you've got these adjusters and attorneys saying, hey, don't worry about it. We'll find a way by saying that it's covered under your insurance. So they're suing the insurance company, and the insurance company says, all right, instead of us you know, uh, uh, paying $20,000, $30,000 in legal fees, fine, we'll settle it for $20,000 or $15,000. Now the Florida State Legislature signed a bill in the last, I think the last legislative session or last year, cutting that down, but there are now four or five loopholes that are being uh, exploited. So consequently, that's another factor. But people, I've talked to some retailers across the country, and what they're saying to me is the consumer that would come in over the last few years and buy a $10, $12, $15 cigar is cutting down to like a $7, $8 cigar. And instead of them going out and, say, maybe buying you know, five cigars a week, they're buying maybe three cigars yep. a week. Or what they're doing is they're buying one of their favorites at 10, 12, 15 bucks, and then they're buying the other ones that are in the seven, eight dollar category. Right. People are still smoking cigars. That's the same thing that's happening at the bar. They're they're right. going they're drinking look around, beers, bottled waters, cokes, coffees. I just noticed that. When you, you always be and you have a very yes. big brown spirit <clears throat> Correct. Interesting. Now I have to keep doing events to get people to come out on right. nights that they're not coming out anymore. Right. Tommy, let me ask you this. Do you eat out more, less, or the same since the Wuhan virus pandemic? I eat out less. I do too. And I'll tell you why. First of all, when people had to eat home, many people really discovered culinary skills. Yeah. I did. I've become a, mas- a pit master. Yeah. I've become a certified barbecue judge. I now, I've made a brisket after uh, that I smoked on my pellet smoker that rivals anything coming off an offset smoker that was tender, delicious, low and slow overnight, served it after the Bills' victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> what was it? 38 to 10, I believe, Tommy. Uh, and everybody said, oh, the, after the first week, the Bills, forget it. It's finished. Josh Allen's horrible. And I said, overreaction Monday. Yeah. Calm down. Relax. He had a b- lousy game. He'll learn from it. And sure enough, they did. Well, that was his first preseason game. They didn't even play the preseason. Well, every, every primary quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That, that, and to me, I think just get rid of the preseason. Yes. That's what I say. Get rid of the preseason and, and start with a regular season. Yeah. But, you know, money and trying to sell additional tickets, whatever. Now, additionally, I know many people have invested in their kitchens. They've invested in new grills. They've invested in new, you know, uh, um, other cooking, you know, devices. <clears throat> and when you look at the cost to go out today versus the reward that you get by dining at home, and I'll give you a perfect example. I love going out to the steakhouses. There's some great steakhouses in, the, in, in town, and when I travel, Jeff Ruby's in Cincinnati is great. I love Bones in Buckhead, Georgia. Oh, Bones. Of Atlanta. The best. Okay. Capitol Grill here is great. 
Del Frisco when I go to Charlotte. Now, you go out today, and you'll notice on many steakhouse menus, they no longer put the weight of the steaks. No. Before, you'd say, they'd say a 22-ounce bone-in ribeye. Today, they just say a bone-in ribeye. And I'll ask them, how many ounces? And they'll say 17, yeah. 16, 15. Yeah. The prices have gone up. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, when I was traveling recently, go to one of the great steakhouses, it cost for a, I think it was a 16-ounce bone-in ribeye that used to be 22-ounce. It was like 80, 82 bucks. Yeah. That doesn't include baked potato, which is 10 bucks, and vegetables, which is 10 or 12 bucks. By the time you're done, and when I go out, I don't drink um, because I don't. Now, sometimes if I want to have a glass of wine or two, I'll, I'll Uber it back. But most of the time, I just don't do that. So now, all of a sudden, you're talking for two people to go out to dinner. You're talking like 350 bucks, 375 with tip and everything. I go, can get great great steaks either at Costco or at Whole Foods, the pasture raised, I can get a bone-in ribeye that's probably, you know, a pound and a half for probably 12 bucks a pound. So now all of a sudden you're talking for that steak, maybe you're talking 15, 16 bucks, 17 bucks. Baked potatoes don't cost you that much. No. Vegetables. Now I can have whatever spirit I want. I can smoke cigars. I don't have to worry about driving. And I'm enjoying myself with other people, and there's no rush to turn the table. Yeah, you can open that Jefferson's 19-year-old. and that, you, yeah. You're not going near that Jefferson's, Tommy. <laughs> that Jefferson's has been put away in the vault after you, after you, you polished uh, Have half you noticed when you go to Costco, they very rarely carry Prime now? And I asked the guy there, and he said, people, aren't, people, people aren't buying it. I'll give you a perfect example. I used to buy, that Costco always <laughs> featured USDA Prime brisket, yeah. full packer brisket. I used to pay right when, about a month before FJB took office, Joe, Joe O'Biden, because it's Obama-Biden cabal, we know that. I used to pay two twenty-nine a pound for brisket. Yeah. Now, there's been an explosion in the popularity of brisket because people have discovered yes. smokers and they've done more at home. Then it went to two sixty-nine. Then it went to two ninety nine. Then I come in one day and it's three sixty nine. And then I come in to buy it. They didn't have prime anymore. Choice was like four twenty nine a pound. Yeah. So I went to the butcher and I said, "Don't you have prime anymore?" He said, "Have you seen the price?" He said, "We're now doing choice because even at four twenty nine a pound, people aren't buying it like they used yeah. to." So we used to have you know a six foot wide case full of them. Now we have two feet wide full of them. That's it. Now the price is coming down, but they still do not carry Prime. Yeah. It's still choice in many cases. Sometimes they will have it. I remember they used to carry at Costco a huge assortment of ribs. You could get St. Louis ribs. You could get baby back ribs. And it would be two twenty nine a pound. Again, and, a whole And beef case. ribs. When's the last time you've seen beef ribs? Oh, they have beef ribs there. I get do beef they? ribs there. Uh, yeah, I, and I get the short ribs that... That I get it different. The short ribs are the best. Those yeah. are like the, uh, I call them the uh, brontosaurus yeah. ribs. Brontosaurus ribs. Yeah, yeah, those are huge. So when I went there at the peak of inflation, instead of a whole case, I'm, I went to the butcher. I go, do you know how long carry ribs? He goes, yeah, no, we carry them, but they're in that small case over there. They took probably a two-thirds reduction. And I said, why did you move it? He said, because people are not buying it anymore because of the cost, because of the expense. So consequently, when... The price went from two twenty nine a pound to three ninety nine, four twenty nine a pound. That killed the business. <clears throat> yeah. People are price sensitive. But I find now, I would rather. I just had some friends over at uh, the Pleasure Palace, 
not that long ago. And I said, I'll provide the steaks. You bring the sides. So they went to Capitol Grill. Yeah. And they got the lobster mac and cheese. Yeah. And they got the uh, gratin potatoes. Yeah. And they got the cream spinach. And they got the giant gigundas baked potatoes. They brought that. I had the steaks. I had the libations and the cigars. There was no rush. We didn't have to get kicked out. We didn't have to. We were all casual. We were all yeah. in shorts, outside, having a great time. Drinking Jefferson's 19? Uh, no, I was drinking <laughs> something else. That, that is <clears throat> Birthday, that birthday is never, bourbon? That is never. I got birthday <clears throat> bourbon. I do that for special occasions. That's never coming out of the vault again. Yeah. But I find it is more enjoyable to me to sit at home, have, be in shorts, be casual, have friends over, and enjoy a nice steak. And I find that <clears throat> the steak quality that I make is far better than what you get at yeah. the steakhouses. The last number of places I've gone, I've been very disappointed with yeah. how they cook it, with the presentation, so and the price. You look at the price, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that has affected not only people eating out by restaurants saying they're 30 35% off, but I think same thing we're seeing with cigars. Yeah. So it's happening you know, across the country. The good news, people are still smoking cigars, uh, but they're spending less. Now, Internationally, I don't know if you've talked to any of the manufacturers, but because the Cuban price hikes have been astronomical, they've yeah. tied, Habanos has tied all the prices to the price of cigars in Hong Kong. So Cohibas, Trinidad's have tripled in price, yeah. some $90, $100 a cigar. Some are 800 and some are 500 I saw that. There was a new 500 that came out from Cohiba. We talked mm-hmm. about that a few weeks ago. No cigars worth 500 bucks. Well... When you take a look at all the international cigar connoisseurs, they look and say, I can't afford it. I'm not going to spend $90 yeah. for a cigar. So who's getting the who's, who's benefiting? What they call the New World cigars, Correct. the Dominican, Honduran, Nicaraguan cigars. I've talked to Rocky Patel. I've talked to Gurkha. I've talked to Padron. Uh, Padron. They all say our international business is booming yeah. because people are discovering our cigars. And let's face it, they, they smoke a Padron. They smoke a Rocky Patel. They smoke a Gurkha. They smoke a Camacho. And they say, you know what? This is a pretty damn good cigar. Yeah. Why would I want to go back to a cigar that's not as aged that's three times the price? Yeah. So I think we're seeing a, a fundamental change. So the cigar manufacturers are all doing well. The retailers are still doing well. But remember, during the Wuhan, Tommy, you told me business was just crazy. Yeah. Couldn't keep stuff in stock. No. No. I mean, it's just the back orders. Anything that came in, it just ripped off the shelf. I think a lot of those people, that's, that COVID money is finally gone that they saved, too. They say by the end of September, early October. And so, ultimately, the good news is that cigars are still an affordable luxury. Yeah. People still want to enjoy cigars. They still want to consume cigars. They want to be in the company of friends. They can do it at home. And it's still, as I said, an affordable luxury. So, instead of spending $15 or $20, maybe they spend $8 or $10. Yeah. And you still get the same satisfaction and pleasure from a $10 cigar as you do from a $20 yeah. cigar. I believe that. And I always say, people say, General, what's your favorite cigar? And I say, it's not the cigar, it's who I'm smoking Correct. with. Because I can tell you, Tommy, if my grandfather were alive today, if I could have one shot to have a cigar with my grandfather, uh, uh, Cigar Abe, <clears throat> I can tell you that cigar, that, I don't care what I'd smoke, could be a $2 cigar, bundled cigar, to me that cigar would be priceless. Yeah. It's who you are enjoying the cigar with. Yep. And that's what we always say here on the Cigar Dave Show. All right, Tommy, you will rejoin us again this weekend for our big uh, National Bourbon Heritage Month uh, bourbon tasting. As always, Cigar Dave the General, saying may your humidor always be full. 
Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper delectation, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Hashtag Trump 2024. Don't forget, Cigar Dave at CigarDave.com. Should you desire to email me, follow us on social media, X slash Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook Cigar Dave, Instagram Cigar Dave. Same thing with True Social and with Getter at Cigar Dave.